Okay, it is Wednesday, and welcome to Bounce Back Podcast with Uncle Tim. We've got so much to talk about today. Our guest is a Sunset Strip rock and walk legend. You guessed it, John D'Amico. I'm with Chad, who just left. Kat and LJ, we're at State Social House on Sunset Boulevard. We're getting off to a little late of a start. Okay. Oh, that's so cute. And that is why we're going to... Cheers, Johnny. Yeah, thank Thanks you. Thanks for sticking around, We're bro. bouncing course, back. Man. Excited. Is before, uh, while you guys are uh, drinking, John is State Social House on your tour. Absolutely. Cool. This is a cool spot. There's a lot of history here we will be discussing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Preview. You might not know this, but John here was in a rock and roll band. Can no. you tell? Weird. <laughs> and I'm still alive. I thought he was a Harvard professor. He may very well be. <laughs> So, dude, the first question is obviously played yeah. in a rock band. Where and when did you get in the rock and roll? Um, shit. When I was at a kid, I played in punk bands when I was 14, 15. Somehow ended up in college. Somehow started. But where? Like, where punk? Like, New York punk? No, I, I'm sorry. I was uh, I lived in Huntington Beach. So okay. it was kind of that whole scene, the the the, uh, the Orange County scene. Like, Give us uh, some of bands. the bands in time. Uh, China White, Shattered Faith, um, Social Distortion, oh The God. Adolescents. I was all into that scene. And so I played some in some bands there, and then I ended up going to college. I somehow got there. I went to San Diego State, had a really good time. Not, I, I think I graduated. <laughs> then Go I, Aztecs! Yes. And then uh, then I became a mortgage banker. I did that for a while. And a I was mortgage wearing a three. Banker? Yeah, I was a mortgage banker. No and uh, I had my own mortgage company. I did pretty well. And I go, I hate every minute of my life. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit, monkey suit. I'm hating it. I'm like, uh, this, this is what life's about. And I go, okay. I got to go to LA. I got to start playing in bands. I got to do the acting thing, whatever. I can't do this. It just wasn't for me. On the you know, weekends I, where you like dress like this. Yeah, typically. Yeah. I, so you're I like mean, suit during the week. It was suit during the week. Hey, I have no problem with people. I just, for me, it just didn't work. Yeah. It just, I wasn't happy. So I came up here. Sound like anybody else's story. It. I love wink, it. wink, nod, nod. <laughs> exactly. Continue. Bro. So I started, um, uh, I was actually in some commercials, kind of. I was the red perfume model. I was in that commercial. I've done. You've seen some of the stuff I've yeah, done. Of course. And uh, and then I started playing in bands. And then um, Stalag Thirteen, which is a known hardcore punk band uh, from Oxnard, they're like, "We need a bass player. You want to play?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." And so I joined Stalag Thirteen, and right away we we're playing sold out shows at the Rainbow. I mean, at the uh, Whiskey, at the uh, Roxy. All over the place. After party at the rainbow. After party at the rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> and it's what, always built it in my mind. Yeah. What like what decade is this? Like, like uh, this was uh, the, uh early mid nineties. Okay. So it's kind of like the post punk, like post punk, kind of the punk revival, like yeah. Rancid and all these bands. You know, were kind of Green Day, that kind of stuff. were starting to start the and so all these old punk bands right were on. coming back together, and I joined in on the fury of that. It was fantastic. So um, it was a lot of fun. Then I was in another band called Slick 50 after that. We were kind of like social distortion, a lot of eyeliner, a lot of, you know, uh, it's kind of like that jiggle punk look. We played the Troubadour a lot. We were the house band at the garage. We were a known band and we we're being really shopped and looked at and we got all fucked up on drugs and fucked it up. Can you believe it? Okay, weird. It sounds, it sounds what weird. a story. I know. Yeah. I do have a shocking. I, shocking. <laughs> but because you lived, I, I, and I played in a rock and roll band too, but I, I personally believe like if, 
I would love to have been 21 during the 60s and 70s. Like yeah. that, that rock era. I in think Los is about, Angeles, specifically. Yeah, I would have loved. Yes, I, absolutely. I come from late 80s, uh, like 90s rock, right. pop, kind of punk pop stuff too. Right. But I was curious to see, like, you you were in that kind of zone too. And I'm not complaining. It was fun. Yeah. But 60s, I mean, can you, like 70s, man. I mean, how do I say this? It's a trick. It, 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 you know, Every I think every generation offers something at least back then. I mean, I like stuff from the sixties. I love stuff in the sixties. I love stuff from the seventies. I love stuff from the eighties. You know, it, it, I was just thinking about this. You know who I really liked that I've been listening to a lot is Link Ray. You know who Link Ray is? I do not. Link Ray sings the song Rumble. Dun dun dun. Tarantino movies. Yeah, you yeah. always hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented the power chord. I don't know if you know that. Huh. American Indian guy looked like kind of an Elvis Johnny Cash put together. And he's got this attitude and he's playing. And I watch this video. I'm like, wow, this guy's cool. And I'm kind of following. Watch this thing of Jimmy Page going, this is why I'm here is this guy. Hmm. And it always goes back to even in the 50s or some cool shit. He goes, the thing about Link Ray that no one else had was attitude. And if you listen to that, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) It's attitude. F sharp G. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And guess what? But it had attitude. Yeah. And anything you do, I don't care if you want to be a punk, you want to be... Whatever, a, a, a daisy, a happy day. You got to do it with attitude. You got to be all in. So I get what you're saying, but I get people having attitude. Today's music, I'm not that much into it, but I'm, I'm trying to be open about it. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. Having I, uh, both of it. you been here in the 90s and in yeah. this area, how would both of you describe the Sunset Strip in the late 90s? Well, the, the early 90s I was here, it was insane until, of course, you know, uh, River Phoenix. Well, and then grunge and all of a sudden kind of kind of killed the strip while really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all those hair bands were here at the very beginning. And then all of a sudden Nirvana come out with six months. The whole place was empty. Interesting. So, again, I came in with the punk revival era. All of a sudden things were starting to happen again. A little underground with Dragonfly. you know, different clubs. The Dragonfly and, on Santa Monica. Yeah, Coconut the, Teaser. Oh, on you know, Sunset. Yeah, all these places. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a, it was kind of a cool underground scene, you know. And so it was, it was. It's happening. weird for you to describe like Sunset Boulevard as like an underground scene at that time. Like, yeah. Well, what about you? Well, I didn't get here until '99, but okay. I mean, but the yeah. '80s is what ins- made Sunset. It like, was insane. Yeah. The hair bands. The hair bands. What, like. Which I don't know if that scene will ever come back, but that was the most, in my opinion, debaucherous decade of rock and roll Agreed. ever. 100%. Ever. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, androgynous, cocaine, just booze, cigarettes, lately, you know, Poison, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Cinderella. Yeah. I mean, that was really sunset. And I came up here, I'm like, what? <laughs> what okay. Because, you know, they had cruising laws here. You couldn't even drive your car twice. They saw your car twice, okay? Really? Because, because the sidewalks were so packed, and the sheriff's department runs this area, Yeah. right? And they're actually kind of cool compared to, like, LAPD or Beverly Hills. Oh they're kind of hands-off. But it was so crazy here that if they saw your car twice, they'd pull you over and say... Uh, we see who you're getting. You're getting pulled over, and we're checking the car. Okay? And a lot of times, they would check the car for drugs right there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you're cruising. So they didn't even allow the car. It was nuts here. Yeah, that was Crazy. It. So that, yeah. I mean, for me, and I think a lot of people that I guess, you, you're you from California. I'm yeah. all the way from Philadelphia. When you see California, you have such a skewed, like, I'm, I thought California was like Melrose Place or Beverly Hills 90210. Right. But then you do a little deep dive, and you realize the Rainbow Room exists and the whiskey. Right. For a guy like me to get there, it was like, I, it was a minor hurl. Like I've made it. I've made it this far. Oh yeah. Playing the Viper Room for right. me, 
or the whiskey or uh, even the house blues at that point was like a the big best. deal for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and. But is that not the same? Like people say that today. I, I honestly, I don't know. But like, isn't it still iconic to play the Troubadour, to play the Viper Room, to play yeah. whiskey? Yes. Troubadour, I'd well, say yeah. Yes. Um, it depends on who you're playing with and the okay. night and so forth. Or is but it for a, a lot of people, even play? playing the whiskey, I mean, it's not as prevalent as it was before. Sure. Okay. Of course. I like. Within two years of moving up here, I was playing sold out shows at the whiskey. Like I couldn't believe it. So yeah. you know, we we play with like uh, Fishbone and band, you know, bands like that, uh, Stiff Little Fingers, oh, yeah. you know, all these bands, and it was just so cool. So yeah, playing the whiskey was a big goal, and it sounds so great there too. I, yeah, it, for it sure. just always sounds great. So uh, I'm trying to think of other places though that are like I, the Troubadour is very interesting to me because the bands that I've seen are either ascending yeah. and about to be the biggest bands in the world yeah or they're coming off of being the biggest. i think that i think that's a, yeah. a, that's a good thing to say that's, i think there's a lot of truth to that and the, no matter where they're going up or down they're always sound great it's yeah i love I see, like, yeah, yeah. zombies great. harry styles right like really? wow. soul asylum i mean train like so many bands pass through there and there's not a bad seat it's a true no, no no there is not one fucking bad no seat, it isn't. Dude. It's, it's great the greatest yeah. yeah that might be one of i love the greek theater as well I do love that. I do love the Greek myself. But the Troub. The Troub is cool old school. It's just. Okay, I don't like want to it's... take away from your tour, but like, give us a little, give us a little Troubadour fact or like tidbit. Well, um, can I jump in? Sure. It's yeah. El it's Elton John. Yeah. His first performance in America. Right. Really? Yeah. In fact, I didn't know that. Here's another secret that I allegedly heard during COVID when the Troub was going under, somebody anonymously bought it. Interesting. And yeah. didn't change a fucking thing. Interesting. I, I think his first name was Sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Out. Allegedly. So, um, you know, and that's where the Eagles formed next door at Dantana's, mm -hmm. yep. you know. And Lying you know, Eyes, right? Right. So, you know, it, it's, you know, Linda Ronstadt, everyone was, oh, that was God. kind of the hot spot in the early mm -hmm. 70s, you know. Yeah. There, there, there's something, how would I say, there's a little something comforting about that place. Dude, I don't know what it is. you and me, guys. 21, outside the truth. Yeah. Come on. It's cool. You can be my place player. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. It's safe to say it's 2023 and the beard is here to stay. They once again have revolutionized men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard, fresh shave look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the name drop code. That's right, name drop, insert that code. You're gonna get 20% off and free shipping. Let's get right into this. I love it. I've been manscaping since puberty, since I've had hair. I love a clean sheen body. This thing's amazing for a couple of reasons. One, it's waterproof. It means you can do it in the shower. I rather do it in the sink. I like to look in the mirror and all that stuff, but that's amazing. You can wash it off. Two, it's got one guard. It's got one guard with 20 lengths. I don't know if you can see this, but you can adjust it. The best thing about this is you don't have 20 guards all over your drawers and in your bathroom and stuff like that. It's the worst, it's the worst. Now, if you're really good to groom your beard, your facial hair is different than the hair on your head. It's more coarse which can cause ingrown hairs. And for me, my girlfriend's gonna go crazy. Right now, like my hair, my hair's kind of soft. But if I rub up against her cheeks, she's like, oh my God, it's too much. So you have the beard shampoo and you have the beard 
conditioner. I love them because it's gonna preserve the actual oils and nutrients in your beard because it's different than your hair. Then you have the beard bomb. This is great because it can tame your beard. And you guys know when there's humidity with hair, it can play all kind of funny, but it also gets rid of the dryness. It kind of keeps the moisture in the beard. Then we have the beard oil. That's what's going to really protect your skin because I can't stand zits or ingrown hairs when I get them on beard. It drives me nuts. Oh, and the most obvious thing is it's cordless. Like this is a fantastic kit. I mean, you got this with your traveling, it's a little travel kit. I'm so fired up for this. It's like Christmas came late for me. I love manscaped.com. So get 20% off free shipping with the code name drop at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code name drop. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite characters, Ferris Bueller said, life moves pretty fast and if you don't stop to take a look around, you could miss it. A lot of people compare me to an adult Ferris Bueller. I spread myself super thin. Uh, I find myself sometimes being too accommodating, um, not sticking up for my own boundaries and just kind of burning myself out. You know, I'm a pretty generous person and sometimes I just forget to be generous to myself. Uh, I've been in and out of therapy and it's fantastic to talk to a licensed therapist that can just give you a different perspective because we're caught in this rat race of life and we don't really see how we're living it. And just to sit with somebody, even if it's for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 or an hour, and just get a different perspective, maybe some different directions, just advice on how to simplify your life and really enjoy it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's gonna be suited around your schedule. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with licensed therapists and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash name drop to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash name drop. Out of it, unreal. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many fucking great places. I yeah. mean, Hollywood Bowl's unbelievable. I've played in Capitol Records. My first record well, was wow. mastered there. Like, I, I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy shit. So for me, it's like that's a, a little hurdle of an accomplishment. You're right. right. Because being in the suburb of Philadelphia, how dare you write your own song? Yeah. It was like you're in a cover band. Oh, you think your shit doesn't think that you write your own song? You come out here, everybody's a writer. You go yeah. to Nashville, everybody's a writer. Right. Austin, I mean, right. but don't get me wrong. Nashville, you can go on a Monday and see an incredible cover band. Right. But – you gotta put yourself out there to an extent. You gotta have an ego. You have to have self-preservation because you're gonna oh, get absolutely. told no and oh. you fucking suck, and it's your blood, sweat, and tears into your song, which I think takes a lot of fucking balls. I'll give you. An, I'll give an example of what I know about LA. Every month, this is before COVID, twenty-five thousand people come here to make in the entertainment business. Every month. Interesting. Every month, twenty-five thousand people leave here. Okay, so that's the influx, and the average time for them staying here is uh, it's twenty-seven months. Oh, wow, it's two months, two months, really? two years, three months. By then, you're fucking cash. You're you're either you're I get it. part of it or you're out. And uh, where I live, I used I to that. manage the place. I see these people come and go, and they come in here. Oh, I'm gonna kill so it! So excited, they're, yeah. And they're just. 
de- either defeated or they get on drugs or something. This town will eat you alive. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. It's a lonely town. It's a lonely it, town. We made, <laughs> we made it, kids. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, We're still here. We made no, it. I love, I love that you I love I could talk about this for days. Yeah. Dude, I knew driving over the 101 and seeing the Capitol record building that there was no fucking way. I didn't care if I had to go work in a supermarket. Yeah. I just knew I'm not leaving. Right. If if I I, I want to be a rock star, I want to be fucking Mick Jagger or Bono or whoever. If it doesn't matter, this like I it hit me in two seconds. Yeah. I've had so many friends come out and return dozens, and they just didn't have that same. You gotta have it. You gotta be all in. You gotta yeah. just fucking. And, and that's the key to like. Even when I do with this tour, I, I'm all in. I can't. I can't help it. Yeah. You know what I mean. And that's why I enjoy doing what I well, do. Well, I I'm not even. Gonna, I'm gonna skip over this other question just to say like. Yeah. What I, I was so excited to interview you because you're yeah. an artist and you're a musician and we're pals and we live in the triangle. But <laughs> I hate the adage of like every great band says to you or great artist is like, I had no plan B. There was no right. plan B for me. And that's why I made it. And I go, that's a fucking hunk of crock of shit. Yeah. Because I see so many talentless fucks that had a great lawyer, a great manager, caught a great show. You need luck, just like in fucking horse you do. racing. You need a fucking glimpse of luck. Yep. You know what's the difference between a, being a fucking doctor? You can sail through medical school and get fucking D's. You can do a residency in fucking eight years, and you're a fucking doctor. Right. You come to Hollywood, you work your ass off, you fucking are the best player, you're the best actor. It doesn't mean you're a successful one. So fuck, there's no fucking plan B. Now, I agree, and I hope you agree with me, is if you find something in this life that you like, that's a fucking miracle unto itself. If you chase that dream and you don't get it, you somehow will land into an industry yep. that runs parallel with your dream. Shoot for the moon, settle for the fucking stars. What do you think? I'm a prime example of that. Yeah. Okay, so, so I played in bands, did all that, you know, and it just didn't work out. Next thing you know, I'm managing bands. I shot a couple of music videos. I stayed in the industry. Somehow I became a stage manager, kind of worked my way up, and then I became the stage manager for Guns N' Roses, Alice in Chains, Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace, Kiss. Creed. Uh, and then I worked for Kiss. Kiss. I work. I directed all of. I, I produced and directed all the photographers for Kiss for the LA Kiss football team. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The arena football team. Yeah. I was. I'm the one who produced that. Okay. And I worked for Gina and Paul, which was an experience in itself. Let me. <laughs> we had Lemmy flip the coin at the game. Nita Strauss, which she would play guitar. She would do the national anthem. We'd have Steel Panther play. We, it was it was insane, and I enjoyed doing that. Unfortunately, it's kind of like hockey, the, the the arena football. It doesn't really translate that well on TV, so it went under. And then I go, fuck, what am I gonna do? Do I do I want to go back to stage matching? Which I enjoyed stage matching, but it's a lot of travel. It's a lot. And I That's live here. Life. I live on the strip, so going yeah. anywhere with this traffic and it's it's a lot. And you like where you live? I love where I live. I live right here. I live a block away. Stay on that note. Yeah. Hold that note. Sure. So I look at I look at people like Taylor Swift, Bruce Springsteen, Beyonce, Coldplay, Post Malone, you too. If you want the truth, I could not fucking do what they do. Yeah. I couldn't play the same set every fucking night yeah. in any town USA. I thought I could at 21 when I didn't live in LA. Right. When I lived in a suburb of Philly, but when I got here, I live right off the Sunset Strip. Right. I don't want to fucking travel anymore. No. So the, the thing is, as a person that has a dream, you evolve. What right. can you do? Right. Yeah, at fucking 15, I want to get out of this fucking suburb. Right. But 
living in a condo off a of fucking sunset. Right. I'm pretty good here. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to go play my fucking set in Arkansas or whatever. No offense, Arkansas. Right. I always bash you. But right. You, I, I, you I live mean, here. Again, I live here. And then, uh, 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 you know, traveling and all that, it, it does take a toll on you. But you're here. You're right in the middle of it. I'm like, what the hell can I do? And I start thinking. You know, no one's really doing a, a tour of this area. Someone needs to do this. I think that someone should be me. And so I started doing a walking tour. So I came up with this idea, put it together, started talking. Because I have all friends all up and down the strip. They all know me. Oh, yeah. I said, this is what I'm going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Fought it out. And boom, I put it out there. And it takes off right away. And this is uh, almost six years ago now. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. So I started Barney's Beanery, as you guys know. Yeah. And I'm never there. Yeah, you're, he's I, yeah, he's never been there. You might have heard of that place. You know. <laughs> never heard. <laughs> he's got his own bucket there with your face. <laughs> Anyways, so you know, I start there, and it's a three three and a half hour tour, and I'm gonna take you all the cool places on the strip. So if you've heard of, I have one goal on the tour, just one. That's to blow your fucking minds. That's all I want to do. And I, I tell that. people right at the beginning, I'm here to blow your fucking minds. And I have not had a person say at one point that you didn't blow my fucking mind yeah, yeah. because I'm going to show you the shit you expect. Yeah. The stuff you don't expect that I show you. Right. A hidden room, a place you didn't know about. Uh, I'll tell you a story about something that happened here and then I'll prove it to you. And then I was like, see this person that you didn't expect here. You're sitting in that spot with someone you didn't expect them to be with doing ungodly things. <laughs> and they're like, are you shitting me? And that's, that's the whole point of why I do this because it's kind of like Disneyland for adults. When I get people in a room, this hidden room, and they're going, what the fuck is this? And then I show them and tell them how much rock history is here. It's like, like, like it's Disneyland for adults. Their eyes get all big. They're all, and, and that's what turns me on. I've been in that room. Yeah. <laughs> you know the room I'm talking about. I know about. the room. And there's a couple of rooms like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know the room. So yeah. I'm going to have to take oh, the tour. Oh, we need to take care of that room. I need room. to take the tour. <laughs> you have to take the tour. How much rock history did you know before you started doing the tour? A lot. I mean, I, 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 but you I, lived a lot. But I lived right. a lot. Like Lemmy, for instance. I, like, Come on. I've, I've stage managed bands. I've, I was hardcore in the punk scene. I was in the rock scene. And so, you're from California. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm local. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm from here. And I'm from L.A. And then I've lived on the strip over 30 years. And I know it and I love it. So, um, and, and I know a lot of people here. And there's some hidden things that people don't know. And, and I've met a lot of people from the old days. You know, there's a lot of just strange history here. Of at weird Barney's things. At Barney's Beanery. <laughs> or even where we're at here at State Social. I don't know if you guys know what this was before. Red Rock? So it's called Red Rock. <laughs> okay, which was a fun place. Tim never drank here. Before that, do you know what it was? The World. It was called Old World. Old World? Old World. Old World. Okay. Opened in 1966 by this guy named Jim Baker, who later became a guy named Lord Yahweh. Okay? <laughs> Yahweh? What? So, yes, he took his name. <laughs> and what he this did, what? in 1966, he Lord buys this place. Watch this. He buys this place. <laughs> he, that's a, it's, Watch. That's a Lord right, right, exactly. He's about to blow your mind, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> so he's blowing my mind. Because, he's, because he started. Okay, so watch. He comes here in 96, buys this place, makes this kind of happening. But he's, he's and he, by the way, he's a martial art guy. He killed a bunch of people. Like, there's <laughs> articles. <laughs> I like, like him already. He, yeah, he, he killed. He, like, he, there's articles of him in World War II saying uh, there's one soldier killed hand to hand cop at 14 Japs. I'm like, what? I'm reading this thing. Hey, it was him. He's 6'4". He's built. He's badass. He was up for murder in 64. Got out of it somehow. Buys this place. Gets on speed. 
And all his partners, when it was old world, go, you're emptying our cash register. You're out of here. They throw him out, okay? He leaves, and then he meets this chick. He's 43. He meets this, this hippy-dippy chick, and, he, and all of a sudden he becomes this, this guru. Oh, no. So what he does is he buys his biker bar up the street here, which was called the Strip Comer. It was a Hell's Angels bar. You might know it now as the Cabo Cantina. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Way back – that was a biker that bar. Like a biker then bar. he bought. Then he turns it over to a place called the Source, and it's one of the first vegetation vegetarian places in the world. He's wearing a robe. He's got fourteen <laughs> wives, and he starts this cult. Oh I my am not God. kidding you, Lord Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. And, and I'm like, and 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 so he's walking around here with these fourteen wives. He lives up in. Sometimes he lives in Nicholas Canyon. He has a place in Los Feliz. He's still alive. <laughs> Watch. So the this is right after Manson. This all happens. Manson happens, and his neighbors up in uh, in uh, Los Feliz are freaking out. Like, dude, you got yeah. this guy here. So they, he goes, we got to get out. So he moves to Hawaii with his whole tribe. Right. He's got 140 people <laughs> with him. Right. He goes there. And he thinks he's, he's, he's become supreme god. The, the Hawaiians the Kauai, in Kauai, they hate him. One day, he takes mushrooms. He goes, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go hang gliding. But, but Lord, you, you, you haven't had a lesson. You've never done oh it before. And he goes, I, I, I got this. <laughs> I'm the wind. He goes out there. And it's all windy that day. He goes, it's blowing like hell. He said he went out there. And there's pictures of this you see him go out and the wind dies he goes boom he lands on the beach with his back on his back broken and all his girls around him oh, Lord, and he goes my back's broken should i go to the doctor the girl says well you're not supposed to go to the doctor because you won't let anyone else go to the doctor and he dies this is all true you can look this up this might be the very so is this place haunted by yahweh yeah. lord yahweh He's dead. So yeah. Chad, you get that? It's Lord Yahweh. It's him. He's It's to confirm that story. He's Lord Yahweh. He's in the bear. Lord Yahweh's in the bear. Oh my God. That's one of the stories. That's one of the stories. He owned this place where we're sitting. He probably sat where you were. This is terrifying. On speed with a hippie girl, like kind of like you are right now. Yeah. It's the same shit. Lord Yahweh. Lord Yahweh. one wife and he goes up to his wife he goes i think i'm gonna get more wives <laughs> she's like Bitch, and she no. goes she goes i think you're a horny old man is yeah. what i think but he got him and he had i don't know it's it's the whole story it's, that's how sunset strip is there's so many of these kind of weird things that happen that's just one story yeah that one is amazing dude that blew my mind yes so I mean, and this is the shit i show you on the tour figure that story like did you read it like how did you yeah even... i've read it and, and it studied the guy and uh, <laughs> so, uh wait a second wait a minute but, no, gotta... is this the great reveal was was lord yahweh your dad <laughs> that's him no way <laughs> spinning image stop it it, it looks, looks like, like rick rubin, rubin. <laughs> 
So it's kind of like oh Rick my God. Rubin. The, LJ, we have to crazy. <laughs> He's the offspring of Lord Yahweh. It's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. This, this is tour is going to be great. Yeah, I so. heard wait. right there, th these were like row houses where all the gangsters live. Oh, the gangsters using Yeah. Out, and that's what, like, the Viper Room, the yeah. original thing there. Downstairs, there's a hidden room in the Viper Room. And, you know, a lot of things happen there. A lot of uh, money laundering, a lot of gambling. But that's also what the rumor is, is that Bugsy Siegel and Mickey Cohen strangled a lawyer. <gasps> yeah. And everyone says, oh, that's, that's a good start. Thanks. Yeah, that's the old story. Da-ding. What yeah. was the Viper Room before the Viper Room? Um, it's been many things. It was uh, way back in the day. It was a smoking it, lounge, no? Okay, well, it was called the Melody Room. It was a jazz, excuse me, it was a jazz bar. Okay. And cool. then um, it was called the Central. And that's when you ever see the movie um, Valley Girl and the Plimsolls are playing a place. That's what it's called, Central. Okay. Uh, oh, and I should have said before that it was called Filthy McNasties. Oh, right. Because that was in that show that they just had uh, on Amazon it, Prime. Yes. Uh, Daisy Six and, and uh, Daisy they, Jones and the Six. And they yes. redid They the redid front. it. So yeah. when it was that, and that was from like 73 to 82. What a something great like that. name. Yeah. So it was Filthy McNasties. That was kind of a tough guy bar. So like Burt Reynolds used to go there, um, Tom Waits, Steve McQueen, and Evil Knievel. Because oh. they don't allow any cameras there. Do you know who the hell I am? It's the greatest quote of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. <laughs> I think we need a Filthy McNasty's back on Sunset Strip. I yeah. love that name. So, yes. And um, uh, so yeah, it was Filthy McNasty's. And then 1993 is when Johnny Depp bought it. And uh, the first band to play there was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. No Amazing. Way. And uh, Johnny Crow's had like a, a a residency there, I remember, right? Yes. Because I think Adam bartended for like a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was there. I, I partied with him there. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like he's him. a good Where guy. I don't like Adam. I like Adam. <laughs> huh? Where does the name Viper Room come from? Um, I think it, I've heard a couple different things that it's a kind of pot or it's another way of saying okay. the VIP room. Oh, Viper VIP. Oh, uh, dude. But I've heard that, and I've also heard it. Take the people. Yeah. Take yeah. So there's different. I don't know exactly which is true. There's a really cute hat at Viper Room right now that I want, so I'm gonna take the tour. Well, you need so to take I tour. I got my my friend Rita runs the place, and uh, need, it's it's a, it's used to see my band play. I used to play there all the time. Dude, this sounds me great this. there. I used to it play is. there, and there was the, the guy that was at the door was the nicest Indian guy. Okay. Do you remember his name? I'm talking like 2001 to 2005. I, think, I don't remember an Indian guy for some reason. Ah, dude, he was always like you would you would get past the door guy when you give your ID or yeah. tickets, and then when you'd walk before you went up the stairs. Yeah, there's a hidden there's the hidden room. That's yeah. right there. Yeah, that's the uh, the ah, Mickey Cohen room and, and all that. He was the nicest ah. fucking yeah. guy, and I and I never knew what happened to him, but I think he still lives around here. I see huh. him sometime. It's foggily kind of familiar now that you're <laughs> yeah, saying this. Right. Like, like I've been in that room like. I mean, Jeff Buckley bought me a drink there once. That's bonkers. And that wasn't too long before he died. Uh, I mean, he was such a great he artist. He went to it in the Mississippi. Yeah. He came out. And, and he was such a nice. I've been in there with Timothy Leary back in the day. Dude, I can't believe you bring up Jeff Buckley. Um, every night, Zay Harding, I have to give him a shout out. Zay is the one that designed the bounce back beer. He's a super, he's a super artist in every way. Would close the night out with a Jeff Buckley song, Last Goodbye. Or is that what yeah. it was? Last yeah, Goodbye? Yeah. Or was it la yeah, last goodbye. That's yeah. it. Every night, dude, Red Rock. When yeah. that was the sick, when I take that song came on, you knew the music was over. Yeah. And you you could go somewhere else, but you can't stay here. Right. <laughs> you know, and he was such a cool guy too. Like you know, I mean, you know, then I was in there with Timothy Leary, and, and and you know, the guy basically invented acid. You know, he was the professor, and I had a drink with him. You know, um, you know, 
it's, it's it, the Viper Room's iconic still. Yeah. And hopefully it'll continue. We're praying. We're seeing what happens next. So um, I'll, I'll give you. So I've taken certain people on my tours. I've taken uh, the director for um, Rock and Roll High School, Alan Arkish, on my tour. The Ramones. Ramones. Oh, my God. It's unreal. So I'll give you guys a little, little fun fact. That was not who was supposed to be in the movie. Do you know what band that, that because they had the script for Rock and Roll High School? Hold on, let me think about this. Back then, what band? There were, there's one band that they were priming because they already had the script and he was going to direct it. This is late 70s, early 80s. Late 70s, 77. There's this one they're looking. At. It came out in 78. Well, that's a tough trick question here, man. <laughs> yeah. Pressure's on. Because I don't. Have my if you guess this, I'll. No, uh, I'll, 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 I'll never. The, I'll buy you. Buy, I, no, I don't know. I, I'll never. I, I, Watch I, this. The zombies or something. Cheap trick. Cheat Trick was supposed to be the band. They had a budget of one hundred twenty thousand, and Cheat Trick wanted fifty grand. And they're like, "We they're like, we, no we, we we can't do this." So they were looking at other bands. They were looking at Debo. They but were where was Cheap Trick in their career? I think they were still kind of on the high level. They were pretty big. big. Well, yeah, seventy eight. You know, it wasn't yeah. too long okay. after. Like, uh, was it the Dream Police or something? Uh, Some somewhere around there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get it. Live in Budapest. So watch. They're trying. They're trying these different bands. They were thinking of Debo, different bands, and they go, "Let's try the Ramones." They were, so they were at the Tropicana Motel. Uh, Alan was telling me the, uh, the the director, you know, and he goes, "Yeah, we're there." And he goes, "I'm with the manager. I'm with this girlfriend. We're smoking by the pool, and I'm telling the story, and they're not seeming too interest, interested in the doing this movie." And Alan said. And so at the very end, we're going to blow up the school. We're in. <laughs> That's it. Ramones, Ramones did it for 20 grand. Because as soon as they were going to blow up the school, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And we're it's in. An, it's an iconic funny. movie. It probably helped their career. Had to have. Put them so, on the map. So th it's interesting how things progress on different things. So it, I can't even imagine it with Cheat Trick. I can't even. I, it could have been a flop. Yeah. So it may have been a flop. Yeah. But that you know, that's the kind of shit that you know see, and it's very interesting because on my tour, like within the last week, I've seen Priscilla Presley. The, the last place I go to is the most cool place that no one knows about. I've seen Priscilla Presley there. The last uh, Lenny Kravitz. Really. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Keeper Sutherland, uh, Denise Richards, all these people. Uh, Rob Halford, they all go to this last place. And I'm like, yeah, you guys probably you know. Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Yes. You got another thing coming. And he's a very nice man, too. <laughs> I bet. What a know, song. I, yeah, what a song. And what a, you know, <laughs> but this is the kind of place I take you at the end. But like, it's fun being on the tour because I'll be, I'll take you up into a hotel. And I, I remember one time I'm talking and I'm, this guy gets on the elevator, he's got glasses on and I'm, you can see how anim, animated I'm talking up my, blah, blah, blah. And I can see my tour guest, look at this guy, can't look at this guy. Finally, one of my tour guests goes, dude, I hope you win the Oscar tomorrow for Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was no. Rami, Rami Malek yeah. the wow. day before. Oh and he's God. like, because he had glasses on, I didn't. And I'm your like, whole tour is like, shut up, John. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and he got off the next floor, and he goes, "Thank you all so much." Oh. He left, and they're like all stunned. I'm like, "Okay, back to me." Enough about me. So there I was. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to me. <laughs> so that's the kind of shit that happens on the tour. So it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And it's been six years in the making. Yes, and it's been going. It's you know, I got killed in COVID, like everything else. Yeah. It couldn't work. But it, since then, uh, I've taken Rolling Stone. They loved it. Uh, Forbes magazine. I did it. Alison Martino, I did a, yeah. a you know a TV spot about it on tour channel. I've been on a couple tour channels. I enjoy what I do, and whoever's listening or watching, come see me. I'm all in, and it's a fast-paced tour. It's not me 
pointing a couple things, jacking you off. I'm taking you around. I'm showing you shit. You it's five move. miles. You're you got to move. Inside move. the nooks and crannies yes. of the Sunset Strip. Hell yeah. The That's deep. a quote from Bounce Back. It's yes. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Exactly. Johnny good. takes you into the nooks and, and crannies, crannies of the Sunset And you strip. told me something interesting like a month ago that I had no idea that you can just kind of like go drink at the whiskey. Yeah. So, I had no idea. Yeah. So I just always thought you had to have the whiskey. Have you. No, no, they're, they're open yeah. during the day right now from 11 to 3. So if I don't want to be I found? I no idea. You don't be found. Yeah. You'll, you'll be I got to go there then. Go. Right? If you don't want to be found, we'll take you to the bottom of Viper Room and someone will string Wait, I gotta, wait a second. Oh wait a second there. Hold on. Wait. They're open from 11 to 3. We got to get bounce back in the whiskey. I think so, too. Ha! Huh. <gasps> what a... Interesting. Uh, what a little nugget. Yes. Yeah, but for everyone that's listening, honestly, if this guy is not a prime example, if you find anything in life, it doesn't have to be music. Mm -hmm. It can be writing. It can right. be dancing. It can be video games. Whatever it is, follow Sunset it. Strip. Put everything into you it. You got to be all in. You got to be, be all in. in. With something you love. And, 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 and it might not be exactly what you like you're saying. You yeah. know, I came to be a musician, and then somehow it... it I feel like everything that I did led me to this. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. 100%. Because, you know, I was a stage man. I've done this, played it, man. I, I know it. And I know people from all those realms. And I can give that back to you. And when people watch this, you can see that this is authentic yep. and organic <laughs> and it's not fake. And it's remember this. Off. He's not in that monkey suit fucking selling out. No. <laughs> that was not for him. We're here to do this shit so, and drink yeah. bounce back. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, we're ending on that. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy always ends the show. She comes up with some crazy bounce back story well bounce back of the week both of you because you guys are longtime sunset strip west hollywood residents what's the best bounce back bar in los angeles sunset strip well are you Whoa. saying bounce back so, so, you're, so you. we're gonna get us in trouble is what you're trying to do because no. then whoever said i mean i love state social okay. i love barney's well i love justin queso well let, hold on let's talk about let, maybe let's say she's not worried about the beer and the bar that bounced back. I will actually yeah. say, Robert and Chad, when the Red Rock got sold, yeah. I did not think State Social House was going to survive. I didn't either. Tell so, so I, I, and I, and you just said it. I love State Social House. Yo. That is the best bounce back bar. We're not there just saying that. Oh, okay. You meant bounce back. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Cabo I thought you meant wait. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Barney's like, stay sure. Right, right. <laughs> no. No, that's a good story. This is the bounce back bar. From. From uh, Reverend Yahweh, you know, Lord Yahweh <laughs> to, to, to Red Rock to this to shit. Chad State. Yeah. It always comes back to Lord Yahweh. <laughs> you, you know, know Chad has 14 wives, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and a dog. <laughs> He's hang gliding right now. <laughs> He's out hang gliding. He, yeah. just, well, he might not be back. <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the one bar that I think just will be here forever is the Rainbow Road. No, oh, absolutely. That is a fucking staple. Well, they'll be here because it, it, it's also during COVID. They were smart enough to get historical classification. Ah. Them, the whiskey, and the Roxy. Okay. See, the, the Viper Room was already sold, so oh. we don't know. Oh, Troubadour, uh, I think they're going to be okay, too. I'm hoping the Viper Room stays. We'll see what happens. I don't want to get into it because there's a right, lot of things. Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, I mean, the but come see me. I'm going to take you to these places. Oh, you got to see them, dude. Uh, dude, um, tell them the website. Yeah. Tell them your social media, everything. So uh, uh, my website is rockandwalktours.com or tour.com. doesn't matter. Rock, rock and Walk Tours. And you'll see I'm the number one tour on TripAdvisor. I'm the Traveler's Choice Award winner. You read my reviews. I'm all in, and I'm gonna give you. An Let's go back to point one. I'm here to blow your fucking mind. Yes, that's exactly what I want to do, and have 
you know, and you can bring your kids. I've had people young as 13. I try to watch my mouth, but they don't care. And, you know, but if they're going on a rock and roll, they're going on a rock and roll tour. So, and and it's on. So, and we go and we grab drinks and we do all that. And I'm going to give you a ride. It's a ride. You get to see the corner, the drinking corner of Barney's Beanery. (laughs) There's different spots. You may very well see Bounce Back on the tour. You may very well see Bounce Back. You might see see Tim on the tour. You might have to pick Tim off the ground. You're definitely going to see Tim on the tour. There's, There's one famous actor you will see on this tour. And that is Bob Stevens. Bob Stevens. <laughs> He's on every one. Mr. Top Gun. They love him. Perf- perfect attendance. Yeah, he on is. The rock and walk. He's always there. on there. And I always show him the commercial. Dennis, there's Dennis Celery. <laughs> Dennis Celery. Yeah. They Dennis love it. Celery. And it's always at the beginning out. of the tour. And they're like, wow, this tour is really cool. And I go, you haven't seen shit yet. You got Bob. Bob starts the tour off. <laughs> on that note, you've blown our minds. Johnny, thanks. Please come back man. on again. Get on that tour. Yes, come see me. Oh my God, dude, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs>